Welcome to Potline Bling, the podcast where we talk about cannabis, science, and cool things like that. I'm your host, JJ Coombs, and today I have the pleasure of introducing Eric Isley. Eric is a lab director at an Arizona-based cannabis product brand, Item 9 Labs. Eric is an award-winning and nationally recognized cannabis expert. He's been the driving force behind the brand's top-selling products, including the Orion 710 Live Resin Vape and created their broad-spectrum cartridges. Eric, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. Uh, let's let's get into it. So tell me tell me a little bit about uh, your background and what got you into cannabis. Yeah, for sure. Uh, first off, it's uh, really nice to meet you, JJ. This is really exciting, and uh, it's really cool that you're doing all this. Um, kind of where it all started was I'm from the Midwest, so I'm from Iowa. And uh, in Iowa, there's a lot of big farm operations. And um, just living there, you you can kind of see the efficiency of like a big uh, operation, farm operation. So um, as as uh, time progresses, I like get into music and I kind of I kind of um, move closer to the West because I'm like, oh, you got to make it to the coast to play music. So uh, as time goes on, the laws change with uh, medical and how music and marijuana kind of coincide with creativity like I knew of it right so basically I uh, got a legit job as a um, cultivator and I became a master grower my heart was really in the in the grow like it because that's like kind of where it all started and then um, progressing on to that like when you would have all this trim um, when you're running a cultivation where everything kind of matters um you try to do like no waste. So then you create uh, different ways to make that profitable, but still help people. And then um, I just kept elaborating on from there. And then it's more like the the trial and error type of education, you know, like the formal education of learning of ins and outs of what's going on versus the practice of doing it. Uh, my, my education is a lot more expensive than like uh, traditional learning because there's a lot more on the line, right? So it's like a mess around and find out type thing. Awesome, awesome. I, I, uh, I have a, a similar background to you, uh, but I went to school. I got my doctorate in pharmaceutical sciences. While I was getting my doctorate, I, I did a little bit of everything. I, I started off growing. I did extraction, distillation. I noticed you have a very similar background after reading your resume. Uh, that's that that's that's really cool. So, you, how long have you been in the industry? Um, in the commercial like setting, uh, I have about nine years of experience. So you've seen a transition and change. It's 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 one of these industries that to me every day I'm like, how can an industry move so fast? You know, from where we were ten years ago to where we are now, it's pretty nuts. Right. And when you look back at when I look back at like the early days and where or even like sometimes you'll take leaps and bounds and then you'll look back at what you were doing and it, it's kind of cute, you know, but you got to start somewhere. Right? <laughs> so like, and then usually it's always right in front of you. It's just you have to put it together. So repurposing a lot of like um, theories and like things that are already in other, other industries and repurposing it for our industry is kind of like my mindset. So like, I'm like, Oh, how do they actually make oil? What's a cold press? What's this? And you look at like how they make perfumes or a vanilla extract or whatnot. And like, Oh, that's how you concentrate that. And when you start to look at flour as more of a raw material, how like 
other companies will take a raw material and make a product out of it, then you can start putting the pieces together. And then, um, and then you get that light speed of, Oh, it's just distilling. Like they distill this. And it, and then you, it's just that it, the progression is pretty fast. If you think about it like that. Yeah. So, so talk to me a little bit about, um, you know, I, I, you know, I've obviously announced that you, you created their broad spectrum cartridges what was the reasoning behind the broad spectrum versus a full spectrum cartridge? So uh, our idea behind that was basically to get the consumer uh, cartridge that still had real uh, cannabis terpenes. So basically right off the bat, the botanical terpenes will give you that fruity flavor, the bubble gum, this and that. That wasn't enough for us. So we decided to add in uh, what we call a broad spectrum because uh, when you segregate a, a, a terpene, we could call it that, but we're capturing how we actually do it is we redistill our terpenes from our, dis our distillation of the oil and we'll capture just a fraction. If, if it's 100 under a vacuum, 100 degrees to 120. So you're actually getting maybe like 10 terpenes in that broad spectrum. And then that's added back into the cartridges at a lower percent than the botanical. But the mix of both of them creates a very unique product that, uh, you know, a cartridge, it's a cartridge, it's a cartridge. This one kind of stands out a little bit be because of the broad spectrums in there. Yeah, I've I've, I've uh, dabbled in that. We produce a ton of carts uh, at my company, and, and I've definitely noticed that there are, when distilling terps, cannabis specifically, I don't know if you'd run into this, but we sometimes distill these terps that smell amazing. You think it's going to taste great in the cartridge, but it doesn't translate the way that you would expect it to translate. Exactly. I was going to kind of hint on that. Like um, for years, we threw it away because it was kind of just offensive. And then um, learning how to actually redistill it, capturing what we want, and then actually cleaning that up a little more. It really does still smell funky, but it does translate better in the cart. So sometimes like, oh, it smells like that, but it tastes like this. That is definitely the case with those broad spectrum terpenes. I feel like once you redistill them, they just thin out. It's like a thinner terpene than like, sure, it's still the terpene. I just feel like as you pulled it out one piece at a time, it's just a thinner terpene. It really is a concentrated because if you just get a few drops of that on your shirt or whatever it smells like there's a few pounds in your car pounds of weed <laughs> yeah it's it's definitely uh you know for the listeners that might not know when you when you have like live resin that's full of terpenes but it's a much thicker like you know darker looking material when you redistill these terpenes it's it's almost clear and it's more concentrated and that's why you use less of it when you put it on the cartridge versus doing like a live resin, which typically when you mix it with distillate, it's, it's, you, you put, uh, you put it, the live resin in a higher concentration. You got it. Yeah, uh, it sounds like you have a lot of, uh, uh, practical experience in the field too, for sure. <laughs> I've, I've been doing this for a decade. You know, we, we pump out cartridges over here. I, uh, I actually got into this, uh, initially selling hardware, very similar to one of your one of the co-founders of Item Nine Labs. I, I started selling hardware out in Colorado. I was doing packaging for some companies, and you know that kind of just then the industry just pulled me in. You know, I've I've been a cannabis user for a long time. I'm very passionate about it. I consider myself a connoisseur. I like educating people on this, and that's why we're doing this podcast. 
That's awesome. Uh, it's so refreshing to hear some of the same uh, things come back at me. And it's uh, exciting that you have all that education and stuff. I'm super excited for you. So one thing I wanted to talk to you about uh, that that's super interesting that you guys did is, is you know, um, a couple years ago, you made Delta 8 in the lab, right? Tell me about that. Like, how, how did it come about? Um, you know, what, what led you to do it? And, um, and then I have a couple other questions after that. Cool. So, uh, it's kind of like, I can go at it a few different ways, but, uh, how, so when you first start distilling oil and you're like, be watching how other people do it, you're like, oh, they got a lot of oil to look real good. And then, uh, when you start distilling oil, once you get a lot of oil in that ball, it might still look good in carts, but like on in a ball come out, you're like, oh, that doesn't look like the video, you know? So like, you're like, what am I doing? You keep researching. And I found um, the magnesium silicate and uh, cocoa carbon were two things that were kind of like scrubbing things for people. So I started to experiment with uh, that, with just normal crude oil. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I would actually put the magnesium silicate and cocoa in the boiling flask. Like in the short path, I'd put like a big piece of steel wool to kind of like keep it down there. That was my like own little reflux or whatever. And then uh, I got this water looking oil. It wasn't that great of a yield. It was kind of just an experiment. And then like kind of how you like uh, get clout per se when you first start making oil is you want it to look good, right? So then uh, you get it tested and you're like, oh, this is actually Delta A. And then um, the more I started going into it, I found other people doing it. There used to be this uh, lab called Colombo Labs. I don't know if it exists anymore, but... Uh, I saw them doing it with just CBD, CBD isolate. And then I was starting to think it's more of a conversion than like a concentration. So I'm converting it to D9 to D8. So then um, with the CBD isolate, making like a D8 crude from that and how with the So basically it's in a jacketed reactor, you make your crude solution with the CBD isolate and acid, and then followed by some water washes, then a redistillation. So when you, when I started to get into it, I'm like, is it crude? Is it CBD? Is it this or that? But at the end of the day, I just wanted a concentration of 80% or higher. So I would see low 40s or 50s. And then um, just kind of coming up with a technique to nail that every time. And there's many ways to do it. I found out sometimes you can accidentally do it. Sometimes uh, it won't work at all. But uh Basically, what I found works best is on the D8 for just a real clean conversion. Instead of using a huge setup, I just dial it back down a little smaller just so I can control um, smaller little things on it. Absolutely. So I, I noticed that there's there's a, a couple brands in Colorado that also launched it. Um, how did it sell for you guys, Delta 8? Well, it was a good, it was a good uh, launch. I feel like people, anytime you see something at the dispensary that you haven't ever really experienced before, you might buy it once. Um, it, as far as uh, manufacturing it and everything and keeping it on the shelves, it was easy, but it, it just didn't really catch on for us. There was, um, well, it caught on, but we sell a lot more normal, uh, regular D9 cards than D8. Yeah. Of course, of course. But I did know that, okay, so the kind of people that like it want to like kind of maintain through the day and not really just, they want to be smoking a cartridge, but maybe not like a super strong one. So, and then I also heard 
it, people are more productive on it. Like, oh, I can clean my house with that one and, and things like that. So I, I, I'm sure it's a, everyone is, perceives it differently, but it, it, is a, it is a unique product. It definitely is. Now you can get Delta 8 literally anywhere. You can go online and order it. You can pretty much go to any any smoke shop or or convenience store and 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 they seem to sell it. It's been uh it's 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 pretty wild to think that you did this a couple of years ago and now it's like it's it's everywhere. I mean, you know, my company is going through probably quarter million carts uh or disposables a month of Delta 8. Now what's becoming more and more popular is is the blends of these cannabinoids. You know, what you do is 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 you know, when you extract let's say uh, sour diesel, which is a sativa with how you guys extract that and then putting it in a live resin cartridge, you're able to keep that sativa profile, right? Because you're able to get all the cannabinoids and all the terpenes that make something sativa. I think there's a lot of, of uh, there's a lack of education in the industry. You know, I see a lot of brands saying like 99% distal or 95% distal is indica because it has these botanical terpenes talking about botanical terpenes again. That's not the case. You know, I, I want people to know that it's it's only sativa because of the genetic lineage of it. And and it has to have the same cannabinoid and terpene profile for it to actually be sativa and give you the feeling that you're expecting. Exactly. And when a lot of people are like, what is this? I'm like, well, we got the terpenes tested. We should we should decipher what it really is. Basically, I'm right there with you. When you have those botanical terps and you this indica hybrid and sativa, to me, it's the same thing in a botanical cartridge. And then what, just like you explained with the live resin, this is the essence. This is a sativa. Yeah. So going back to the broad spectrum, uh, it is broad, but it is, it adds a, instead of it being like, instead of pretending like it's one of those things, it's a thing, you know what I mean? It's like a mix of all three. Yep. Yep. So have you guys dabbled in, in solventless live uh, rosin yet? Well, we really want to get there. Uh, we've, uh, we have a pure pressure press. Uh, we're going to get into the bubble washing, but I, I really, that's kind of where the market's going to go, I feel, because when you have that more organic mechanical separation uh, instead of like a chemical type of extraction, I just feel like it preserves so much more of the organic part of the plant with the terpenes or or even the THC or how it tastes. When you smoke it, it it's almost like uh, you're being punched in the face with a, a wet plant, you know? And then when you have your like extractions from uh, hydrocarbons, I think you lose a little bit of that. When you smoke it, you still get like, it's, it's like a head rut. It's just different. It's just different. It's still good. And um, there's a place for it. But this, the mechanical separation of the rosin, I feel like uh, the learning curve on that is so much harder than extraction. Just on the little minute differences and what works and whatnot. I know that only like one third of in all strains really work well with rosin. So doing your due diligence on like what strains you're actually going to use. And then uh, once you figure out what you... you strains you're going to use getting that good uh, recipe with the with the squish and like uh what comes out at first versus what comes out later and there's just a lot to know so uh, yeah we want to we want to get there for sure i think arizona that's the next thing that's going to be popping off in arizona 
Yeah, it seems to be the latest craze right now. But but as you said, it it is challenging. You know, there there are some strains that are sticky that don't wash well. Your yields are lower, and you know it's 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 a uh, challenging to get the right SOP to put it in in babes. Right, you have to do what's called jar tech. Um, yeah. But it 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 is. I mean, for me, I, I love the fact that it is solventless and. You you do get a different high off rosin, which I I very very much like. So, um, but for you listeners that that uh, that might be wondering, you know, why it's more expensive. This is why it's more expensive. It takes uh, a lot of research. It takes specific strains, and the yields aren't as good as as your typical hydrocarbon uh, extraction. Yeah, for sure. I can't wait to, we're going to get into it though, for sure. I'll keep you posted. <laughs> so can you tell me a little bit about where the name Item 9 Labs came from? Yeah, for sure. Do you remember the movie Pineapple Express? I do. So uh, at the beginning of the movie, I think it's like some underground bunker, some federal bunker where they're testing um, marijuana, but they're calling it Item 9. So it's like, what is your final conclusion on Item 9? illegal or whatnot so basically <laughs> uh item nine labs is just a playoff a little part of that movie gotcha gotcha that's yeah. that's uh that's creative that's funny that's funny it's funny how that came about so let's talk a little bit about item nine labs and and their products so the orion 710 vape that's the disposable right uh, actually it's not a disposable it's a uh pod system it's a pod system you keep the battery and then just buy more pods uh yeah that's a really good one for us it it really does well we uh just put live resin in there and like you said with the jar tech that's actually how we prepare that oil after um there's a few different ways that um after it comes out of the machine deciding on what it, what it's for but we do do the jar tech and then uh that's what's in those it's actually an orion it what how are you pronouncing i don't oh, know how orion. you're pronouncing it but yeah. you know like the spa space station orion gotcha so the this was a our second pod system our first one was uh the apollo so basically if you would have seen the apollo you would have known this was the orion it's just like space themed. gotcha it's it's the space theme play i got yeah. it i got it yeah sorry about that orion no I, or orion i think that's a fill i think it's spelled <laughs> the same yeah you're right yeah <laughs> so so what uh what what makes the orion different from uh like like a pax pod well i'd like to I, so basically we are using uh fresh material that's flash frozen i'm not really uh in other people's labs but i i'm just assuming that i'm putting the best thing i can <laughs> out there you know so uh if i don't cut corners sometimes i assume uh other people are in uh, basically it might, it might not be uh, as popular, but I definitely think it's uh, as it good, if not better. Yeah, I, I think I think you know one of the co-founders of Vinyl Nine Labs spent years doing uh, uh, selling hardware, vape cartridges, things like that. So you know, having that contact in China, being able to work with the factory. You know, I'm sure that that you guys did a ton of R&D to make sure that it was just the the, the top quality, uh, best kind of hardware that you can work with on top of what you guys do. You know, uh, there's there's a saying in the industry, basically in anything in life, quality and quality out. If you guys start with some really, really good, high quality product and you're careful along, 
you know, along all the steps of the extraction, distillation, you know, filling, processing, all that, you're going to have a top-notch product. And there's a reason why you guys have won so many awards, right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, touching on that uh, China connection, that is really important. And uh, the, all the vape hardware and research that was done before item nine was started, it was already there. So basically with the connections or if anything's needed, it's a one phone call away instead of maybe battling five emails. So it's really, it's a really close relationship, which helps us uh, get what we need to then deliver to the consumer for sure. So is item nine labs planning on going into any other States? Uh, we actually are uh, right now. We're just planning on getting all our SOPs tightened up. There's a large expansion happening in Arizona. So right now we're about 20,000 square feet. And when it's all said and done, I think it's going to be uh, 640,000 square feet. So it's about a 3000% uh, increase in space we're going to have. Uh, we're going to have eight big steel buildings, 16 greenhouses, uh, a very large head house. But like I said, right now we're working out at 20,000 square feet. So there's a very large expansion happening. I think uh, by the first quarter of next year, we'll have a new lab built out for because right now um, everything is cultivation lab, same building, the lab will have its own. And then uh, from there, I think there is a uh, other opportunities in other States. We have a franchise opportunity called unity road and then unity road is a dispensary name. And then item nine uh, labs will always be a product line so that there's possibilities of item nine labs going into unity road dispensaries all over the country. Wow. That is a huge increase. That is crazy. Yeah. So, so you, you guys must have your handful, uh, your handful just with doing that. That's, uh, that's, that's pretty nuts. Congratulations. That's awesome. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's really fun to see. And like, uh, construction is happening like, currently so i get to see the progression every day it's pretty cool awesome so are you guys working on anything cool or exciting that you want to tell the listeners about well like i said when this expansion uh gets done i have a inhaler i want to release i know those have been done but i'm going to do it correctly just with the perfect you know like the bioavailability of thc and how it enters your bloodstream the smaller yeah. you can get a molecule the, the more it's going to be effective and i feel like a two, what uh what 200 milligrams will do to you like done correctly in a inhaler might be 15 milligrams so the intake is so much smaller and then uh what what really has to be dialed in on there is how the atomizer when you do use the inhaler actually getting it into your lungs and not just squirting distillate into your mouth but <laughs> we have uh that locked and loaded and uh we know how to do that so i feel like we're going to do that and then um definitely the live rosin for sure yeah so so touching base on the size of the molecules you know there are um there are two there there this has been going around in the industry for a while right people talk about nano 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 um, you know, I just want to say that, that, um, as Eric is saying there, there's two ways where there's a couple different ways of making water soluble, but the one that I've seen in the industry that's most prominent is it's, it breaks down to a size called liposomes. And I think in order to do something successfully, like an inhaler, you got to break it down to what's called like a micelle size, which is even smaller than a liposome. And by doing that, it's able to enter your bloodstream and be more bioavailable. It's they will enter your bloodstream much more quickly and provide an effect without having to have that high of dosage. 
So Perfect, per- perfectly explained. You're good with your words, JJ. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing this a while. Um, <laughs> so we're going to, we're going to start wrapping this up, but um, you know, Eric, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to join us today on this podcast. If you listeners want to know more about item nine labs, you can go to item item nine labs.com. You can check out all the products they have. They're available in dispensaries all across Arizona and soon to be hopefully, you know, in uh, the dispensary that Eric was telling us about. Remind me the name of that. It's uh, unity road, unity roads, unity roads, just so you guys know. So um, Eric, do you have anything else to say? Anything else you want to tell the audience? Uh. Yeah, uh, the Orion 710 pod system, uh, broad spectrum. We make really uh, good live concentrates, batter, sugar. Uh, some of our top strains are Trace Leches, GMO, uh, Gingerbread Man, Dosey Punch, Dosey Dough. And uh, just uh, keep your eye out for Item 9 Labs. I really thanks a lot. thank you a lot for having me on here. Of course, man. Of course. So thank you, listeners, for being with us on here on Potline Bling. Find all of our episodes on CannabisRadio.com. Please rate the show, like, subscribe, and give us five stars. You can hear the podcast anywhere where you listen to podcasts, Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Google, wherever. We will talk to you next time. Thank you so much, guys.